Yo, what's happening? Oh yeah, what's going on, guys? It is um, what it's the last weekend of October. Last weekend of spooky season. We got the uh, scary day. Halloween is coming at you. Um, yeah, on Tuesday. And my son made a very funny uh, observation. And he said, man, getting older sucks. I don't want to get older. He was talking to some of the older kids, uh, the seventh, eighth grade football players, and uh, some of the wrestlers. No, it was some of the wrestlers on my Saturday class who were in high school. You know, they're uh, sophomores and juniors. And he's like, what do you guys do for, for Halloween? And they're like, oh, nothing really. It's like, you don't like, trick or treat anymore after, uh, yeah, after, after junior high, really. And... My son got kind of sad. <laughs> he was like, "Man, I don't want to get older. I want to, I want to stay the same. I want to stop drinking milk. I want them. I want them to invent reverse milk. He wanted reverse milk to help him not grow anymore, so that he could keep doing <clears throat> Halloween." And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't tell him yet. But uh, there's a better thing to look forward to in high school and college when Halloween comes and that's, that's slutty costumes. Uh, I'm going to wait another year until I bring that up. <laughs> so next year he says, ah, it sucks. I don't want to get older. What do you have to look forward to when you're older? Like, well, you've got slutty costumes. That's what you got. Half naked bimbos walking around everywhere. What's going on with the chat today? How's guys doing? You guys good? We did it. We did it, guys. We did it. We all did it. We did it. And I'm saying we did it because uh, I played a huge role in this. I did. I'm taking credit. Pat myself on the back because no one else is. I don't care. I don't care. If it was not for me putting my foot down and being like, no, UFC, you're ripping people off. This isn't how sports work. Your crooks, your criminals, your pieces of crap. If I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have, it would have kept my mouth shut and just take the breadcrumbs they were giving me. This fight never could have happened. Francis Naganu and Tyson Fury never ever would have happened. The only reason that Naganu was freed up from his contract was because of the class action lawsuit. <clears throat> the UFC put a sunset clause in the contract because they wanted to prevent further uh, litigation, further lawsuits, <clears throat> further lawsuits. And so they changed that. They didn't think anybody would actually get to the point where they'd action it, <clears throat> but he did. Francis did. God bless that man. There's a fireball toast to him for having the cojones, the absolute giant steel balls to take that risk, to take that gamble, uh, in himself, on himself, to use that sunset clause to make himself a free agent. And then we got a shimmering light. All MMA fighters got a nice shining shimmering light of what is possible. They have all been lied to and told and gaslit their entire lives that it's not about you. It's not about your name. It's not about what you do in the cage. It's about us. It's about the promoter. It's the UFC. We're what matters, not you. We, we put your names uh, on, the, on the marquees 
just you know just as a nice thing we do for you guys we're giving you guys the opportunity to give you exposure but we're we're what makes the sport we're the thing that happens we're, we're why people put money down to watch and um francis just stuck his big old wiener right up dana's butt and said no it's not no you're not it's not you it's us it's our name it's what we do we're the ones people pay to see not the stupid promoter anybody can be a promoter anybody can be a promoter it's easy if you got money right because we saw those those uh abu dhabi as the guys out there they put on a horrible show that was terrible that was terrible they didn't know what the hell they're doing. They just had a bunch of money and threw a bunch of money at it. But guess what? We all watched. You know why we watched? Francis Naganu and Tyson Fury. That's why. That could have been some mentally handicapped person in a lunch cafeteria putting that fight together. And it's still, we'd all still be watching it. We'd all still be talking about it right now. Sorry. That's the facts, guys. It's you. It's not the promoter. The promoter means so little, tiny, nothing. It's the fighters. We show up. We watch for the fighter. We want to see the fighter fight. That's why. <clears throat> All that other crap is bells and whistles. Bells and whistles. But, yeah. Francis took the risk, huge risk, and uh, most of us, myself included, had him had him uh, count not counted out completely. Like I, I said, you know, he's got puncher's chance. He's always going to be able to land a big punch and do damage. I didn't know what his boxing defense would look like because MMA is just a, it's a, it's it's a different animal. Fighting is fighting, but things change. Would he be able to make enough of a, a change with switching over to boxing? Less square, more lineal, uh, a lot more head movement. You're closer. I think the range is closer than an MMA. People run in more. They, they run into strikes. They run into stuff where boxers are a little bit more poised and moving to get inside to land the punches. And they are more comfortable in that little bit closer of a space. Plus, you don't have leg kicks to worry about. But I wasn't sure. I didn't know if he was going to make enough adjustments. And wow, did he? He was able to keep his guard high and tight. His defense was good. He had enough head movement not to not to take too many big punches. The big punches he did take, did, he shook off. He walked through everything. I, I did not see him stumble or... You know, I would say there were significant strikes landed, but I do not believe that there was any damage. I do not believe that that uh, Francis Ngannou suffered any damage in that fight. <clears throat> I wanted to show. I thought I had. I gotta find out. Let's see, my uh, where's the saved things? I got saved things on. Uh, oh, there's the saved. Yeah, that's what we want to do. I want to show this. Uh, this stat to you that came across my time. I don't know where they got the stat. So I don't know if it's 100% authentic. Uh, Instagram didn't fact check it. It always fact checks my memes and jokes, but it didn't fact check this. So <laughs> it must be factual. Uh, all right. So ooh. 
Let's just drink that up. All right. Um, but yeah, you see, I guess we'll make this a little bigger, bigger, right? Big, big. Power punches. Fury had 86, and Nagano had 116. Total punches thrown and landed. Fury uh, landed 71 through 223. Nagano landed 59 through 231. On paper, man, it looks like Nagano outworked him, doesn't it? Am I misreading anything? But that's kind of what it looks like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I think, I think Francis won that fight. You know, uh, I definitely would have to go back and rewatch it, but there, there were no significant rounds where Fury was doing damage. I didn't see it. Francis had the knockdown in the third, which I, I nearly crapped my pants. It was the coolest thing to see, and I was like, oh wow, this is from the beginning, from the first round. I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. He's not taking risks. He's putting himself in good positions. He's keeping his defense tight. Okay. And then something else I was noticing into the second round was that Nagano or uh, uh, Fury was not able to push Francis around. He wasn't able to bully him like he bullies everybody else. And we've had a show about that before. We, we, we did it, right? We talked about it. Is Fury really that good? Or is he just a giant? Is he just so massive over everybody else that he fights and fury fights a little dirty man he does he gets a little extra stuff in there you know he's holding in the clinch and he's he's getting a couple extra jabs in there where the ref's pushing them apart right there's not supposed to be any punching on the break he was doing that all of, he was doing that a lot he was doing a lot of little tricks like that he um he was he was forcing the the clinch and lot, some of those times and landing the shots on the inside and as they're breaking he's throwing he would try to put his arm over Francis's head anytime he he could, and it was beautiful. Frank, he did it, and Francis like picked him up almost as like a double. He's like, "No, you're not shoving my head down," because guys, that, that gets tiring. You might not think it means a lot, but when your head gets pushed down and you have heavy weight pulling on the head, one of my coaches back in the day said there's something about uh, the neck muscle and your lungs, because the more you pull that head down, the more your lungs get squeezed out of air. You make people tired. You pull their head down a lot, you make them tired. So if you got, yeah, Fury's in there 20, 40, 50 pounds heavier than a lot of the other competition he's up against. He's 6'8. So it's easy for him to lean and start putting pressure on top. That's got that's exhausting for a smaller guy. That's not that's not a fun thing. I did some rounds with Todd Duffy last week. He's getting ready for his bare knuckle fight. So I had some ideas for him to work with because he's fighting a much bigger guy. And uh, so I was like, might as well just put the gloves on and show you what I think. Because that's a similar size disparity, me giving up 20 pounds to him and him giving up 20 to 40 pounds to, to uh, um, what's his name? Big boy. And, uh, man, Francis was just not taking it. He couldn't, he couldn't bully Francis around. He was too big. So Francis, yeah, he's giving up some size, some some height, but they're they were like five five to ten pounds range difference, you know. And Fury weighed in in his clothes, so I don't know if they weigh in in their underwear for for a different weigh in, and they, that was a mock weigh in. I'm not sure how they do that with, with boxing, you know. Um, I don't know if that's just like the mock weigh in, so he has all his clothes still on, <clears throat> but yeah, he was not able to physically push him around. And I think that made a big 
uh, Rothwell. That's his name, is right? But and that's uh, a big a big factor, a big change in that he he wasn't able to um, just push him around. And then Naganu, his defense was phenomenal. He looked really good, man. And I wasn't surprised. You know, uh, I trained with Dewey Cooper, Dewey Kuna, Cooper, the Black Cobra. Dewey Cooper is an awesome, awesome guy, awesome coach, awesome trainer. Um, he was out, uh, you know, he learned from from Coach uh, One Kick, One Kick Nick out in Vegas, One Kick's gym. And, uh, you know, when I was training for, I think, the Zephyrino fight, I think that the World Series title fight, uh, Nick had had injured himself. You heard he had fallen, he had a slip and fall <laughs> at, a, at, a, at, a, at one of the mall kiosks or something and uh, hurt his wrist. So it was hard for him to hold for me as much as he wanted to. So he uh, got Dewey to come and hold. And Dewey was awesome. He, like, he was, it was like a memory, like a mind <laughs> enhancing game because he would just keep adding punches to the combinations. And I, I swear, one day we worked our way up to like a 12 punch combination. It was insane. One, two, three, slip, pop, 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 slip, pop, 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 slip, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and then you're just like, holy moly. Trying to just to remember that 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 series, but it was awesome. It was awesome working with him. <clears throat> he looked great. He did. I don't really care what you say. He looked better than a lot of those boxers do. He was a little bit lumbering. He was a little bit slower and not as fast uh, than some other boxers, but he looked fine. And guess what, man? He's going to be able to get more boxing fights. He, why would he why would he ever fight MMA again? Why would he fight for peanuts? He's gonna make 10, 15, 20 million dollars a fight, no matter who he fights. He could fight plenty of guys up in the top 10. Why not? I, I'd pay to watch him fight Ruiz. I'd fight pay to watch him fight uh Anthony Joshua. I'd pay to watch him fight Usk. I'd pay to watch him fight Dante Wilder. That's what they should do next, honestly. I think that Deontay Wilder versus um Francis, I think that has good numbers. I think that's a fun fight. That's crazy KO power. You sell it with the two crazy KO power um, chances there. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of great fights for him. Why not? Why? Why? Why, why go back? There's not really any fights. Uh, you know, going back to the UFC monopoly. There's no fights now. Like what? What top? What top MMA fighters are there? For him to fight who are you that interested to fight watch him fight are you more interested in him fighting one of the pfl guys or anthony joshua or deontay wilder or andy ruiz or usk which, which one sounds like a funner fight to watch which one you think is going to be the highest grossing then we get into the other part of this. Um, other other winners of this are um, the PFL. The PFL is the other winner of this. They came out big tonight. They came out huge tonight. Huge, huge tonight because they made a, a move on him because – he was able to be a free agent. You see what happens when, when 
you make guys available when they have free agency, when they can go to different places, the opportunities and the things that opens up. So now PFL gets this huge boost without it paying a dollar. They haven't paid a dime to anybody for anything. They didn't do any promoting. They didn't, they didn't have to pay for the fights or the flights or anything. But they've got him under contract. They're going to be able to push a fight, whatever fight with him. And, like, the world's going to watch. The world's going to come and watch because they're like, hey, man, there's this, there's this guy who probably beat the best heavyweight ever. People are saying Tyson Fury is the best ever. Mike Tyson said Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight boxer ever. So, man, you're telling me that there's not going to be a little bit of interest? I mean, the PFL would have to really fumble. They'd really have to fumble, I think, that. Because there's got to be a lot of interest in, in some old-school, hardcore boxing fans who haven't quite opened up to MMA. Now they've got this is this is a gateway. Francis Nagano is a gateway drug for boxing old heads to cross over. It's a gateway. It's a gateway drug. They're gonna they're gonna be snorting and mainlining MMA in a hurry. Right? If they don't turn it off right away by by the monopoly and the fact that it's more corrupt than even boxing is, because that's frustrating as hell with dealing with the boxing corruption. All right, let me let me uh I gotta get to some of the comments here, guys. <clears throat> All pro Lamont Z says, What up boxing has to be embarrassed? Shale Sonan had a good video saying, Is boxing even real? <laughs> They still make more money than you MMA fighters on every level. You want to, you oh, well, the boxing undercard, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's fighters on there that have three fights, two fights. They're making what those fights should be making. Yeah. Okay, I get it. The, you don't like the boxing card. You like MMA cards where there's more comparable, higher level fights. There's not as many people who have less than five fights. Okay. It seems like a little fix. Like you could, you could definitely fix those cards and 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 figure that out to where you got guys with more um, fights on. But but saying that oh they're under they're not underpaid, they're paid exactly what somebody at that level gets paid. You can argue that the people who are fighting their first fight in the UFC may be unproven and they may be being overpaid. There's a good chance that a lot of the fighters who are making that 10 and 10 are being overpaid for their skill level and notoriety and ability to draw in eyeballs. Yeah, it's just a scam they use to uh, trick people into thinking that MMA is better somehow. It's not. It's not. It's financially not better. It's not financially smarter to do MMA. Um, and I don't know, I, I, maybe what was it? Shale's video was Shale's video on Instagram. Maybe I should look it up. Maybe we should just look it up and listen. You know, um, let's see. Real time, real time. Oh, there we go. There we go. 
Sonin Shale. Yep. Is this the one? No, he doesn't have it on. Uh, nothing up on his. Nothing up on his uh, Instagram except for this. Let's show this. <laughs> Everyone wants to hate on this. Everyone wants to hate on this. I'm sorry, but Shonen, he's a shill. He's a hundred percent shill. He he doesn't care about anything other than did I make money? Did I get paid? It's all hundred percent. It's all it's all pro wrestling to him. It's all pro wrestling. He doesn't give a shit about any of it. Any of it. He'll say whatever ridiculous thing just to make a dollar. He does not care. Completely detached from any reality <laughs> around it. Um, but did it make boxing look bad? Did it? I think it made uh, Naganu look very impressive. Did it make boxing look bad? I don't know, man. The, the I think the production quality of the show made it look bad. It was terrible. Like who's who are these artists that they have singing songs before a fight? What the hell? I don't care. I don't want it. I don't want to pay for that. It's garbage. The the broadcast started like at eleven a.m. and the people didn't fight until after three or so like just get to it get to the fights i want to watch the fights i don't want to watch any other crap i don't want to hear a bunch of people talking about stupid crap i don't care i don't want any of it just show the fights let's watch the fights talk about the fights as they're happening cool make some cool promos for the fights coming up cool get rid of the live performers go away that that's embarrassing that was embarrassing yeah um I don't know. I don't think that a, the best heavyweight in the world showing up to a boxing event and performing well, I don't think it, it takes away that much from boxing. No. Compared to world champion, world champion MMA fighters going over and boxing nobodies, YouTube stars, Disney kids, and getting knocked out bad. I think that's way, way, way more embarrassing for MMA than Francis Naganu, the, the maybe the best heavyweight ever. I don't know. He's not the most accomplished. Stipe was, but I don't know. He might be now because you know he's crossing over into boxing. If he can, if he can perform well, if he could win a title from somebody in boxing, now you got to really consider him as the greatest, the greatest heavyweight, maybe the greatest fighter of all time. Because who else has been able to do that? Who can who can be a two sport uh, combat sport champ? <clears throat> it's crazy. Model Vanguard says Francis looked like he was ultra prepared. He was in tip top shape. I think Fury underestimated him honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I think everybody underestimated him. Um, how big and strong he is, and the fact that he kept his defense really tight. He was not. You know, I think a lot of people thought he was going to, I think probably if Tyson Fury thought this too, is that he was going to like be, oh, I'm going to come and kill you with big punches and open himself up. But he didn't. He stayed really tight. Another thing that he did, which I thought was pretty wild, and both of them were doing it. I mean, I'm not used to seeing this. Correct me, boxing uh, fans who watch a lot of boxing. You don't see this very often. Francis was switching from orthodox to southpaw from time to time. And he had different attacks 
from there. And I thought that was really smart. You don't see it too often. And then uh, Tyson Fury started switching his stance too. You don't see a lot of a lot of that, do you? I don't. I don't think so. It's been becoming more common in MMA because there's just a lot of attacks and angles you can attack at different times. And if you can switch your your lead leg and your power side, you can catch that guy sleeping, right? You can catch him uh, not paying attention to where your feet are and uh, catching him with a big shot. Tyler Durden's stupid name says Tyson usually throws a series of jabs, then a hard shot or two. Then hold, lean, and bully, at least since Wilder. Tyson couldn't wait, bully, and size Francis. Also, Francis has a great chin. You're right. I don't think he got hit all that clean. He got hit a couple times, but nothing super, super crazy. Yep, you're right. Model Vanguard says that dude ate everything. Even after the fight, in his interview with Breck Okamoto, Francis looked clean without a scratch. I mean, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. Uh, Pro says Connor did decent. Francis did amazing. That fact that Francis almost held the UFC and heavyweight boxing championship simultaneously is unreal. It was a non title fight, though. You know. Um, and I don't think Hunter did decent at all. I think that Mayweather played with him the whole time and finished him the round that he gambled on. I think, I think he played everybody, set that fight up, picked the round that he was going to finish him in. I don't think Hunter did good. I think he was allowed to look okay for a while. And then when it was time, he dispatched him. That's the way I saw that fight. Yeah, that's one of the best things that, that Fury does for a big guy. As big as he is, he moves pretty well. He gets those angles. And he's got the clownishly long arms, so he can hit you from really far away. And I'm a, I'm a big – I'm a Tyson Fury fan. I like I like his, his attitude towards fighting and, and uh, the pressure that he fights with. It's tough. I like the fact that he gets knocked down sometimes and he gets back up and he's like, well, that's, that's part of the game. You get knocked down sometimes. Some guys are so up their butt, they won't even engage because they don't want to get knocked down. Yep, that's going to be fun. It's an exciting matchup. Vanguard saying Rothwell, Ben Rothwell, yep. And Duffy is going to be a banger, bare knuckle. Big, hard punches <laughs> and bare, bare bone on bone contact. Glory, you're missing the big fights. You got to watch. You got to find a way. Got to find a way. All pro says, uh, does this hurt boxing credibility? All the boxing pundits act like what Francis did is impossible. 
They were, yeah, they were, they were joking about it before. I think, I think it's gonna shut them up a little bit. Like, quit comparing because it is like what these guys did coming from MMA, going into boxing and getting worked the way they did by by MTV, whatever, or not MTV, what are they? YouTube, YouTube people, Disney people, whatever. Guys with no real fight experience. Guys that are soft. These guys have soft hands. You touch the Paul brothers' hands, I guarantee you, they are soft. They are soft as a baby's butt. They ain't ever dug ditches. <laughs> they ain't dug no ditches. And uh, we got champs getting knocked out by them. <clears throat> it's embar- that was embarrassing. Um, this, I think, just, I think, hopefully, will make them respect the game a little bit more and respect some of the athletes a little bit more, Okay. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. I don't, and and like the whole like boxing's credibility stuff, boot. Like seriously, go through the archives of boxing news. Go back a hundred years. Go back a hundred years. Hundred back to 1900. Back to 1852. Look up some of the the papers and the things written about boxing and the boxers. You have no idea. This the way we're talking about this and the way that people shit on it, that's never that's never not been a thing. People have been writing stories about how boxing is dead for a hundred years. For a hundred years, over a hundred years. I have seen Carlos Newton shared, I think. He shared an article. Maybe it was Rob. Shared an article from from that time period early 1900s and it was boxing is dead in the headlines man it's a, it's a gimmick that they've been using for a long time and and uh, the best i can make of it it's a tactic that promoters use to control fighters because they can be like see look everybody thinks it's a joke everybody thinks you're not good everybody thinks boxing's terrible these days that's your fault you're not worth the money you're asking for that's my that's my take on it All right because guess what we show up and watch. We show up and watch. Show us the numbers. How many people watched? How much money did you make? How many people are talking about it? We're all talking about it. We got 28 people. Let me hit that like button, people. Hit that like button. All right? We got 19 likes. Hit it. <clears throat> I got three on the Rockfin. Thanks for watching on the Rockfin, guys. Right? What are those numbers? That's what matters. And... Nowadays, you're not even going to get a complete total number on that because a lot of people stream illegally. They do. So how many people were streaming illegally? A thousand, a hundred thousand, a million worldwide. How many people you think? So when we see the numbers, how many people paid for it? What percentage of people watched it that didn't pay for it? You know, I was able to watch the Logan Paul fight with Dylan Danis on YouTube for free. Somebody somebody had put it up a thing the next day that had bite-sized clips of all the all the rounds sped up when there was a, a dry spot. That was enough for me to watch the the, the 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 whole thing. I didn't have to pay for that. I guarantee there's a bunch of stuff like that floating around places too. If they didn't watch it light live.
I, I, uh, you're not, you're not wrong with that thought. I thought that too, JD. He says, I was expecting Francis to tire and drop his hands, but he didn't do that. He was disciplined the whole fight. Francis' performance was astonishing. He looked great. Absolutely looked great. He really did. Yeah, it'll be interesting, Mulatto. He said he wants to box, but he is under contract with PFL, so he will be back doing MMA soon, I suspect. Yeah, but um, he's allowed to box. They're allowing him to box. So, you know, we'll see. What if, you know, PFL, they may co-promote. They may get a piece of that, you know, piece of that that intake uh, that they're making. So they may may get a payout from him fighting somebody else. Uh, And they may be involved somehow with the promotion or co-promotion. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. They get tons of free promotion from his name but they got to get him in the ring to fight somebody. And then who is he fighting? He's going to make $20 million boxing Anthony Joshua or something, right? And then he's going to go back to PFL, and they're going to pay him $3 million to fight who? You know, I'd watch him fight Stipe again, but Stipe's stuck in the Monopoly with Fat Dana. Yes, this does happen. That's why you can't you can't throw people in too fast. All right, My, Michael <clears throat> is saying here. Do you think fighters get gun shy after getting knocked out? Seems like when some fighters get their first knockout, they don't go all out in fights anymore. Yeah, it can be scary. It can be. It's like uh, you guys watch Days of Thunder, right? Great American movie. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. Days of Thunder, go watch it right now. Uh, he gets in the crash, right? He gets in the crash, and then he's gun shy. He's he's afraid to get in there and punch punch it. He's so afraid in one of the races, he like blows the engine, right? Just because he's like, oh, engine engine froze on me. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Guys get gun shy. Sometimes when you throw guys into hard sparring too soon, they get gun shy. They get hit with that first hard punch, and they're just like they're always like doing doing that stuff pulling away so you got to be careful throwing people in deep water too soon you can ruin them i've seen a number of good wrestlers that probably could have turned into decent fighters but somebody threw them in before they learned how to do anything before they learned any defense or footwork or how to really throw a punch hard they threw them into hard sparring and then now they're they got gun shy and then it's done when you're when, when you're, you can't get over that Yep, you said that, right, Patrick Luther Winchester. said Nagano beat UFC and Dana. I think he beat Tyson Fury, too. Yep, you said it. Mulatto. Shale is WWE Entertainment Shale. Uh, propagandist PR. They do PR. It's not journalism. It's PR. Yep, that's right. MV saying, great point, John. Tyrone Woodley got KO'd by a Disney kid. That was a bad, bad look for MMA, 100%. Another bad look for MMA is this fight with Francis. Because why don't bigger fights like this happen? 
How come these guys can't fight and do big shows and do things like that? Oh, maybe it's because the shitty promoter they're with. Who are the two hardest punchers I ever faced? Um, I sparred with Anthony Johnson. Rumble. He he hit hard. It was a weird kind of hard because he wasn't fast with his punches. It was like, I don't know. You were like walked kind of quickly and turned around and bumped into something. It was like it was like a two by four right here, four by four maybe. His hand big, big. Four by four and you turn around, whack. And you're just like, wow. But it's got to be like a fast walk and <laughs> not just a turn and you're like Whoa. you know uh he hit hard i'm assuming hendrix hit hard but i don't remember <laughs> i don't really remember um He might have stolen that from Owen Benjamin, though. Mulatto Vanguard said, I like very shit talking. Like what he said to Joe Rogan, calling him a bald midget. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. I'm getting caught up with your stuff here. <laughs> I don't know. Amon says, uh, Heavyweights are all bums. I'm a heavyweight now. Huh? Call me a bum? You're going to get put timeouted. The MMA versus boxing rivalry has been going on for a while now. At least now we can see some of these guys fighting each other. That's what Manado Vanguard was saying. Uh, a while, yeah. It's been going on as long as the boxing is dead trope. There were mixed... Styles fights in the late 1800s, guys, promoted. They would have jujitsu guys and karate guys and uh, Muay Thai guys and wrestlers fought all the time. And they would bring people in in the mixed style of fights. One guy would be wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird, weird rule sets and splits and things. And it's not, it's not new. Like a lot of people bring up Ali and Inoki, that wasn't that wasn't a new thing either. It's like the most recent time, long ago, but it's not. It was very common, very common. Because like, come on, we're humans. We do a thing. We're like, this thing's awesome. It's the best. And somebody else is like, no, this is the best. This thing is the awesomest. And we're like, mm, fuck you. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. And then we we go and figure out which one's better. <laughs> it's been going on for a long time. Going on a very long time. Yeah, you're right there, Vanguard. Dana doesn't like Stipe F. Dana. Yeah, he doesn't, man. He He's, I don't know. He doesn't play the game enough. He doesn't do the BS enough. I, I wish he would join... The fire association. I wish you would join us in the lawsuits and stuff. I wish. I feel like some of these guys know, and they know what's going on, and they know it's bullshit, and they put their foot down. And they try to fight as much as they can within the system. 
but the system's broke, man. There's no winning that way. Like they can cut a little bit of a bigger crumb for themselves, but man, they're missing out on on half the pie. Wish I wish guys could see it. I'm really hoping that's what really comes from this is that people will see it and realize that they're the they're the show. You're the show. The fighter's the show. You're the guy. You're the guy that people want to pay to see, not the promoter, not his bullshit <laughs> intro song singing chick. I, I, I just. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. <clears throat> Andrew E. brings it up. Gene LaBelle versus Milo Savage is an old judo versus boxer fight. I should look. Yeah, he 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 uh, had run-ins with um, Bruce Lee. Had run-ins with Seagal. Like he wasn't having their bullcrap. Okay, all righty. I think I found something. That we can take a peep at. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, this is the one. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. You seeing this, guys? Gene LaBelle has done a number of. Uh, Stunt work. He's done a lot of stunt work. You can see him in the background of a lot of movies. It's interesting. They put the boxer in a, in a gi top, too. Does he have his gloves on? Oh, they move forward to Gene with the takedown. How did they get to the takedown? Why don't they show us the takedown? Yep. Oh, he's got the belt. Now this one's cut up a bunch. Pretty sure there was another one. That was longer. Judo champion who went on to become a feared grappler. Well, there you go. Just so you know. You can look some of that stuff up. But yeah, man, they uh, it's been going on for a long time. It's not new. It's not a new thing. Which style is best? It's been going on for a very, very long time. I'm sure it's an ages-old argument. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see, man. Iman says, we will see if Stipe gets the John Jones fight or, or either Espinal or Pavlovich. And that's and that's one of the things, man. More, more effery from the UFC. Um, <clears throat> Stipe was never offered either of those guys a fight. Like he could have fought either one of them for the internet interim title, but no, I, I'm guessing <clears throat> they went with those two guys because they don't have to pay them pay-per-view money yet. Neither of those two guys have earned pay-per-view money. Uh, they were going to save a million bucks, probably maybe 2 million bucks by not 
not having Stipe fight, right? So they're not going to use Stipe unless they're going to generate Buku dollars, and that's the John Jones fight. So they're going to make him wait for that as long as it takes, because that's the only way they're going to they're going to make the money they want. They're going to make money regardless if as long as Stipe fights somebody, because people want to watch Stipe fight because it's him. But UFC doesn't want to pay him. They don't want to pay out a percentage to the fighter if they don't have to. The scumbags. Uh, Michael, how often do you get recognized? Uh, fairly good amount in uh, like San Jose area. People know fight stuff. I'm a, I'm undisguised though. I'm in disguise because I got the hair, the long hair, and I'm bigger right now. So a lot of times people give me second looks, but they don't they don't know. I, I get a lot <clears throat> of you look kind of like <laughs> somebody. Yeah. Because he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. You know, just because there are scenarios where you need to throw a punch and get away doesn't mean that grappling still isn't better. Like, in most scenarios, you're, you're going to need to know that. Even in multiple attacker type scenarios, there are instances where you have to use grappling. Now, most of these people think when they hear grappling, they think takedowns. It's got to be on the ground. There's headlocks and chokes on the ground. Like arm bundles, snapping somebody down, pulling an arm, an elbow, a wrist, foot sweeping. There, there are unbelievable amount of things you can do from your feet that are grappling that have nothing to do with takedowns or ta following the guy down to the ground. I can, I can snap your head down, push you away, push you over. I can fight to an underhook. Knee pick, throw your ass, still be up, arm bundle you, foot sweep you, push you into your friends. Unlimited amount of grappling knowledge is used in those instances. <clears throat> I do the learn to fight videos. And I, and I did one recently where there was a guy, two guys squaring off in a bathroom, and then the third guy jumped in. The guy's buddy jumped in. There was... I don't know how many instances of grappling in that 30-second melee. Guys grabbing each other, trying to hit each other. Guys pushing each other off. I'm sorry, but like straight boxing doesn't do a damn thing for you in that situation. Not a damn thing for you. Being a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, having uh, six months of wrestling and a good straight punch, like a good one-two straight punch, way better than spending years in boxing, learning how to box, and they get put in that situation. Get out of here. Yeah, you're not wrong, Mulatto Vanguard. says they are really pushing Aspinall. They desperately want that lucrative UK market, but they need a UK champ. Aspinall, Patty, Bisping, etc. Yep. Aspinall is good, though. He's good. He's fun to watch. I don't mind him pushing him. He's legit. 
but you're right. They really, really, really need somebody in that market to, to get those, uh, those pounds. They need the pounds. They want those pounds, baby. All Pro says the BJJ haters say it's no good one versus three. Yeah, striking also won't work that well one versus three. You're 100% right. You're getting hit from multiple anger, angles by different people. You're screwed, right? Like that's that's the stupid that's the stupidest thing. Whoa, there's multiple people. Yeah, guess what? You're screwed. You're screwed. In almost every situation, you're screwed with multiple people. Moron. You're stupid for even bringing it up, you dumbass. Well, hey, if you were on fire, that'd be hard to do. Stupid. You're a stupid person for even thinking it or bringing it up. Moron. You get slapped. Well, if your arms fell off, you that would be hard to do. <laughs> stupid. You have no brains. No brains at all. Zombies would starve in your presence. But yeah, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, if you had a machine gun, eh, you keep, you're not going to double leg a machine gun. Really? Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Wow. Thanks for brightening my eye. Oh, man. I was, I was going to go to the Middle East and, and win a war with my double leg. Stupid. People are stupid, man. We're we're we are uh culturally in an in an intellectual decline, ma massive intellectual decline. We don't we don't teach people how to critically think anymore. It's all memorization and, and repeating. Sorry, guys. I was muted for a second. <laughs> a Tyler's stupid name says uh, top position is important in a street fight. Yes, absolutely it is. It's very important. Um, you also need to be able to uh, detach quickly from your top positions, right? I don't, I don't like full mount with your hooks in because you're committed to the ground fight. I would much rather be a neon belly or even a smash. Right, neon belly, you're much, uh, much quicker to the escape and getting away. Smash a little bit slower, but you can still get up pretty fast, and you, you can be upright and look look around. Where traditional mount with the hooks in, you're you're really committed to that position, man. <clears throat> Dog is <laughs> yeah. How long was I? How long was I uh, muted for? Did you miss the whole thing? 
man, I had a rant. I had a rant in there somewhere. And I might have uh <clears throat> I might have muted the whole thing. <laughs> My bad. Uh I hope you guys heard the the me calling people stupid for uh even asking. What was multiple attackers? Alrighty, alrighty. Yes, uh, Michael is saying when you win the lawsuit, the UFC will will uh, UFC they will appeal. Do you know how long they can drag out the lawsuit? Yes, that that is their only strategy as of right now. That's the only thing that they have. They have not made any good arguments. They have not made any case of of any type. That would would give the judge a reason to think that he should throw the case out or it isn't legitimate. Um, they're just stalling. So one of the tactics we are using to prevent the stalling is we're separating um, the two uh, judgments or the two lawsuit type things. Uh, one is um, damages. We want to get a trial for damages. We're separating the trials, I guess. One trial is going to be for damages. So we will have a whole trial about how much the UFC's business model has stolen from us and how much they believe we believe they should be paying us back in damages. That's one of them. The other one is, uh, what is it, judiciary intervention, whatever, when the judge comes in and they, they say that you have to have, <clears throat> you have to make these changes to your business model. You have to do these things differently in order to be legal, to not be a monopoly. So the UFC is going to try to stall that one out as long as possible because they want they want discovery on everything again. So they want to collect all the information over again. And there's no there's no like they're not going to get anything out of that. They already have everything. They already have everything they need. We already have everything we need. The only thing that they're doing is stalling. They're trying to stall as long as they can. Them stalling as long as they can. Um, they're making money from from the shows they're doing. They're currently bring in a lot of money from sponsors and uh, the regular uh, uh, the broadcasting deals. Uh, they also have gone public, so they have investors putting money into them. So they're now they're, they're going to pass some of the cost of the lawsuit off onto the investors. So they're, they're dodging some of the buck there. But that's why we're uh, doing the damages trial first. So April, April next year, we're starting the trial for damages. We have... I think it was less than 10 days for their appeal of class certification, but that, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Uh, and it may time to time be, be up, but I haven't heard anything. So I'm sure as soon as it is up, there'll be reports. John Nash will probably have something on it. He's pretty up to date on all that stuff. And I haven't heard anything from our lawyers. So we're just waiting. We're just waiting. Waiting game. Right.
I don't uh, I don't think so. Stephen Bradley Jones says if you win on damages, does that establish precedent for judiciary judiciary intervention? I, I don't know. I don't I'm not sure that I, you know, there's some things that I just I'm not fully aware of in the legal system. Like we had, you know, two two suits going on there. We had about class and identity class. They threw out the identity class, which I, I don't understand at all. I have a little puny fighter brain, but um, I, I don't think it's possible. In my opinion, it's not possible to gain identity monopoly. You can't get the power and the control of the identity that you do without the bout monopoly. I feel like one leads to the other. You can't have one without the other. So I don't know why he threw it out. I don't I don't understand. It wasn't really explained to us by our lawyers. I guess I could read the decision somewhere and see if I could make heads or tails of it, but I don't want to put the time into it. I just don't uh I don't understand it. So I, I don't think it would. I mean it might help. I don't think it'll hurt, but I don't know if it's gonna like force the uh the hand. Um if it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, yes, I, I, I don't know what you mean, uh, Michael. Michael saying I have heard terrible things about Dan Severn. He's right below Joe Son and Travis Fulton. Did you hear bad stuff about him? You being from Indiana, and he is from Michigan. Uh, I've always heard about him being around, <clears throat> and um, people that have known him worked around him. Uh, the only thing bad I heard about him was like he he would go to events with a Polaroid camera, and if you wanted a picture, you had to take a picture with his Polaroid camera, and you had to pay him five bucks. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's kind of bad. I don't. Uh, but but I, I don't know anything else about about Dan Severn and those levels. You're right. You're right. Only crypto fans, and they're not the good kind. They're not the good kind of cunts. <sighs> yeah, that's what's. Uh, What's crazy, Stephen Bradley Jones says, right, that sound inseparable. This whole thing is reminiscent of antitrust cases from way back. I had to study, I had a um, history of the Constitution class. So we had a big, long section on uh, antitrust um, and those things that the Rockefellers and buying up all the competition and closing them down. And then, you know, you buy the steel company and then you buy like the trucking company that, that ships the trucks or ships the steel around, and you buy the railroad company that, that ships that stuff, and then you buy, you know, all, all the companies associated with you doing the business, and now you own everything in that whole market. And that and monopoly always leads to degeneracy. It always leads to um, a stagnation of invention, and the competition is is destroyed. And that the competition is destroyed. Things stop being good. That's where all the best stuff comes from is competing forces, people competing with each other. Line monopoly, yep. Vertical monopolies, that's the one. 
I think that's right. Vertical monopolies because you're buying everything on that on the way up to the whole system. Yep, yep. Where we at? Where we at? Oh man, over an hour, huh? Awesome. We just had an awesome hour-long show talking about one fight. One fight. Wow. I could probably even keep going. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you very much, Mr. Bradley Jones. He says, uh, it pollutes our ability to act on our innate genetic drive. Must be stopped. Wishing you all success in the process. Yeah, man. I think we all benefit. We all benefit from ending ridiculous monopolies. I think we would all be way better off. Um we had a free market system in MMA. You guys can say I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. All right, guys. That was a fun show. It's good, good, good fights. Good weekend. Congrats. For that awesome, awesome uh, attempt at super greatness, Francis Naganu, I think that you won that fight. And even though you didn't get the decision, I think you won on so many levels, on so many levels, that you shouldn't worry about getting jobbed by some old boxing judges who didn't want an MMA guy to win against the lineal heavyweight champ. I hope that you get another big fight. I hope you get another. I'd love to see Deontay Wilder and Francis Ngannou. I would really love to see that fight. I think that would be just super fun. Let's go. Pay the man his money. Pay the man his money. Let's watch the fight. Let's watch it. Let's watch that one. How can they not? How can they not? He was he was the heavyweight champ, number one guy in the sport. He crosses over to another combat sport, does unbelievably well, arguably beats the champ. How do you not give him a top twenty ranking and then another big fight? I, I don't I don't see how that makes sense. In boxing, roll with it. This shouldn't be like an embarrassment, like, oh, my God, boxing's fucked up, blah, blah, blah. It's all screwed. No, it should be like, hey, welcome to the club. You got skills. Let's do something big and make some money and get people talking. Yeah. Do a big show. Deontay Wilder and Francis Ngannou in Africa. Do it. Like, you guys need to just roll with the shit. Stop acting like you got to stick up your ass. Like, oh, I can't believe this MMA guy. Oh. Fought so well. Must have been a fluke. How embarrassing. Get out of your own ass, boxing. Roll with it. Have some fun with it. It's a big opportunity for you to pull yourselves up to a higher level than you already are. Do it. 
We're being babies. All right, guys. Endurance of who? Bradley St uh, Stephen Bradley Jones says, I think Nagano could best Wilder if it were within six rounds. Would have concerns about endurance past that point. You think you think he's going to use more energy pushing around skinny ass Wilder? Wilder might throw a lot more punches, but if he, as long as he keeps his defense good, uses that size, leans on him, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. And his no defense was still better than the best heavyweight boxer ever. Bastard of the sun. You're a joke. <laughs> You're a joke. Yeah, he was terrible. He didn't move his head and his hands were down the whole time. And the best heavyweight that's ever fought in the world couldn't do shit against him. Yeah, Nagano, what? That's how terrible. <laughs> you even realize how stupid that argument is? It's terrible. It's terrible. I can, uh, okay, Riley, that's uh, not, not wrong. He says, yeah, because Wilder is busier. I, I could see that. But, you know, Wilder being busier doesn't necessarily make Francis get more busy. As long as he's tight with defense and isn't taking shots, you know, he might be able to, to push inside, clinch, push, shove, do some of the tactics that Fury was trying to do to him onto Wilder. You know, I, I you know, that'd be something kind of that he would should need to do is, is, is you know, kind of copy that big man approach with Wilder, if you fought Wilder, <clears throat> get inside, lean on him, make it heavy, try to hit him with hard punches in the later rounds. I don't think that's impossible. Yep, I get it. Styles do make fights. But we get to watch it. We get to potentially watch that. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? We don't have to just uh, take whatever garbage fight Dana White tells us is good because he gave the rankings and he he picked who was fighting and he promoted the guy that he wanted to fight and win. We don't have to be dictated what's supposed to be good. We actually just get to watch it happen. Awesome. That's just... So uh, I think this all in all was pretty awesome. I hope a lot of the fighters wake up and realize that it's them. It's them. It's the name. It's you. You're on the marquee. You're on the marquee for a reason. They put you on the marquee for a reason. You're the one selling the fight. You're the one people were paying to see. You are the show. It's not the promoter. It's not the promoter. It's not. The promoter for Francis' fight on Saturday 
was awful. It was awful. It was a terrible show all the way around with commentating and how long it took and the stupid music performance. Dumb. Dumb. But guess what? I watched it, and it was awesome because of the fighters fighting. Once the fight started, chef's kiss. Because that's what we're there for. We're there for the fighters. Even a shitty promoter doing terrible garbage isn't enough to ruin that for me. Because I got to watch Naganu fight Fury. I got to watch it. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's an easy sell, isn't it? JD saying Wilder Nagani would be gigantic, two hardest hitting men on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Take my money. Take my money. Yeah, I had a few guys that were pro boxers that I, I sparred with. It's different. Punches are different. They sit down different. But at the same time, um, they're easy to take out of their game because if you force clinch on them and you know how to clinch and hand fight, like they mostly just clinch just to get there to take a break and then stay safe before they get broken up. Like you can you can move them around and do a lot of stuff to them. That's one of the things I noticed. But but the the punches just land with a just a crispier pop. But not you know that's not all boxers because some of them some of them fight different man. George Foreman and, and Frazier, Joe Frazier, they threw punches different, you know. I'm, I'm guessing they're like a Anthony Rumble Johnson type power. Like you saw it coming, didn't look like much, but then like, whoa, I feel like two by four ramming into you. Yeah, that was awful. That was awful. Tyler Durden's stupid name says an hour and a half between main event and co-main. It was tough. I'm wondering, I, I, I have to think that a lot of those antics are um, like their musicians, their music label, something they're promoting. I don't, I don't think they just, I don't think they just paid somebody to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, I hope they got it. But that's got to be somewhere. They're making money off of it somehow. They're pushing one of their singers or pushing something they're invested in. I'd have to, I have to think that. All right, guys. Uh, I got to run. I think uh, we had a good show. It was an excellent show. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing, telling your friends and families. And uh, make sure you're watching the Pitch Pilled Thursdays. I think, I think I'm going to go hard at 1.30 on that Pitch Pilled. 
and then I'm, I'm thinking about doing um thinking about doing the uh learn to fight videos live instead i'm thinking about that I'm trying to think of a way to make that happen because um youtube put some uh behind like the age restriction so you got to be signed in and 18 to watch the videos which doesn't really work because one of my one of my students one of my football <laughs> players fifth and sixth grade football players it's like showing me on his phone he's like is this is this you he's like he's he's got the video it's his phone like he's logged in on youtube to watch the video so like the age restrictions don't work <laughs> whatever that crap is they, they just don't want to pay me for anybody watching them so uh i figure maybe if i do it as a live stream somebody might some people might jump on and might might get some a super chat here and there and then that would already make it more worth you might get one one super chat a year and make it more worth more than just putting the videos up because like they're so restricted such such garbage such garbage all right guys all right guys <clears throat> we'll uh we'll check you guys later um yeah i got uh online coaching gloy coach gloy has been popping on here pretty boy gloy uh time and time again you see him been working with him he's out in fort wayne i'm um, teaching the fit smash system and he's on the in the, the telegram chat so we can communicate and i can check his technique i'm helping him with specific fight stuff also so he's like dual learning right he had a his first amateur fight and then he sent me that and i could sit through it and i could pick things that he needed to work on i give him a few things to work on and uh you know i can keep doing that i'll keep doing that look at some of his sparring stuff make some notes and give that to him too so try to build him up um online and then have him learn the fitch math system have him start teaching he's been teaching it to his students too over there so i'm gonna try to build that up get more guys on it it's uh cheaper now than it's gonna be because it's all uh the beta the beta stages testing stages the videos aren't the complete videos like i'm doing everything just to get it written out and then i gotta go back through and make it nice so get in now while it's early all right guys thanks for watching i'll check y'all later